Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads, salads and scrambled eggs. Oh Oof. my. But maybe I see it to be... Oh wait, shit, I forgot the lyric. But maybe I see it to be confused, but baby, have I got you pegged? Ha ha! But, but I, don't I don't know, know what, what to, to do with all you, you salads off, and scrambled Wow, you eggs. threw off my harmonies here. That's all you, bro. Don't blame ah, me you for your lack way of too pitch. Late. <laughs> I'm not saying about my pitch. I'm talking about my harmonies here. You oh, way oh too late. I was, I was saying about. I feel like, uh, I feel like, oh, uh, I forgot who was it, Patty Labelle. When Where are my backup are... singers at? Where are the lyrics? <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> uh, it is the season, you know. It's truly, truly, it is the season. Uh, with Thanksgiving approaching, we thought we would tackle just comfort viewing, family-based viewing, and what better show to tackle than Frasier, one of, mm-hmm. I think, both of our personal favorites. Um, so Let's see. We shall see. Let's just get into it. I'm Nicole. And I'm Rolando. And I'm Eddie Z. And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast about unoriginality. Before we get into Frasier, I want to talk about another NBC sitcom that aired on Thursday's must-see TV lineup, even though... Was it NBC's must-see TV or was that NBC? NBC, No, no. NBC had must-see TV. ABC had TGIF. That's right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Friends, because recently Matthew Perry died, something we didn't talk about on the podcast, but I wanted to bring up that the moment it happened, the Mm. first person I heard about it from was Rolando, which was immediately followed by Blame. (laughs) Me. I did. (laughs) How did I blame you? I don't remember. I blame you because uh, you weren't for like the Friends reunion or something. It's because, true. Yeah, you you put a curse upon that cast. Well, I mean, anyone who watched the Friends reunion just knew he wasn't okay, you know. So I guess uh, this was inevitable. Unfortunately, just not that soon. I would have hoped for, but yeah. So we didn't we didn't talk about it. I mean, how do you feel about that as a huge Friends fan? Oh, I mean, I was he was I was so bummed. He was pretty young. I think he was more or less around my dad's age. Yeah, I think like 54 uh, or something. Yeah, I think yeah. that was either 54 or 56. I forget actually the exact age. Uh, So yeah, he was around my dad's age. So I'm more surprised that Matthew Perry was still that young, to be honest, because for some reason I imagine him being older. Uh, Yeah, so it was just heartbreaking and stuff. And like there did go all my like hopes and dreams of having a friend's like, like send off mm. like movie or uh, uh like even a... Uh, a short little series even though the creators have promised us that this was it the ending is the ending yeah there's no way they're coming like back back um especially after storyline is oh that's true after joey the failure that is that yeah. spinoff it was no frazier which it, is ex- what they were trying to capitalize on good segue yeah because a lot of people forget that actually frazier is indeed a spinoff it was such a successful show that like it it inspired so many other series spinoffs. Um, and to the point where it's like, did you ever watch Cheers? No, I, I never did. watched Cheers. Eddie I did. did. Cheers? Yes, I did. Tell me about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what to tell. It's like a bar comedy. It I don't know how it worked or why I was so fascinated with it, but it was just literally about just like Sam Malone, a bar owner. He's like a, a, a recovering alcoholic mm-hmm. and um just but he owns a bar. Yes. And, uh, and a former like, baseball player, I believe. Yes, yeah, that's what that's his like notoriety, popularity uh-huh. in the town yeah. is as that and and he owns this bar and calls it Cheers and everybody knows your name. And everybody knows your name. It's this really big bar. To tell you the truth, just think about it. It's just like really big. And um, it's just basically like his relationship with the regulars. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the regulars. Yeah. Uh, Which the, the regular the waiting staff. Yes, Fraser became one of them. <laughs> yeah, later on. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, did you watch it enough to have a sense of who this character Fraser was on Cheers? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I saw the whole story arc on him. Like he was like he was like uh engaged uh to marry one of the the one of the waitress Diane which mm, had Shelly Long, w- right? Yeah, which played yeah. by Shelly Long, which had an on again off again relationship with the bar owner Sam. And um That's where that term Sam and Diane comes from. Yes. The, the will they don't won't they it comes from cheers for any of our audience members who do not know. That's a it's a TV term that we'll hear often. It's like, oh, they're Sam and Dianing it. Yes. Sam and Diana it. A, a huge love story. Yeah, it's a trope. That's a come, yeah. Like Ross and Rachel's and the other one would be like it's more or less a similar thing. Like that with the Sam and Diane also. Mm. So was he brought on as like a love conflict for Sam and then he was such like an audience hit that they kept him on as a regular? He was extremely funny, um, but I don't know if he would. I felt like it was like a transition of recognizing that Diane really wanted to be with Sam. Mm. Um, they had like this relationship, and then he was left at the altar by uh, by, Diane. by Diane. And what what I remember, what I remember is, is that he just kind of like just dealt with it, like, and he just. I mean, he suffered, but he just kept on coming back to Cheers and hanging out there and just wow. being being kind of like the the um, what would you say? Kind of like, you know, the smart one of the group, the nerdy one of the group that got made fun of because he was so nerdy and, and had a very stuffed up kind of stuffy attitude and spoke very like proper. Mm-hmm. And. But he was also the one that people went to when they kind of had like a little like a little mental health issue. Mm, yes, because he is at the end of the day a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. So. Yeah, so that's apparently yeah. how he came into the show. He was helping Sam with his uh, recovery from alcoholism. That's, mm. how it was. that's how he was introduced oh. into the show in season three. There you uh, go. He was there to help talk Sam through some of his problems. And then he would eventually become Diane's fiance. And as you mentioned, he was left at the altar. He would eventually remarry, or he would eventually marry another character in the show, Lilith, played by B.B. Newworth, who will make many, many appearances throughout Frasier, yes. the show's run. Yes. Um, I have seen episodes of Cheers, but I've seen like really early episodes, like the ones with Coach before he that character died, or that actor, I should say, died. Yes. Um, before before uh, this guy joins the... Before... The Ed, it, oh, what's his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody, Woody, yeah, Woody Harrelson joins. So I never saw like the Kirstie Alley, you know, episodes. N- none of that. So I really missed the Frasier part. And I guess, you know, sorry, didn't do my homework on that aspect. But we're not really talking about Cheers. We're talking about the fact that Frasier itself is a spinoff of Cheers. 
And mm-hmm. Cheers was one of the most prolific sitcoms of the 80s, I would say, up there with like, you know, Facts of Life and Cosby Show. And I guess at this point, Golden Girls, because Golden Girls is so huge now. That's true. Yeah. Golden Girls. Um, so Cheers lasted for 11 seasons from 1982 to 1993. And when it ended, somebody thought it was a good idea to give, out of all the characters, Frasier his own spinoff show. And so they so, did. And so. Somebody. <laughs> Uh, these well the people that thought so were david and jill peter casey and david lee who were not the same people that created cheers because cheers was created by glenn and les charles and james burroughs so people were like i think we could do something with this character let's move him to seattle which is his hometown Mm -hmm. make him a radio show psychiatrist like he's kind of got like this gimmick to him and then put him in like where he has to live with his father who's just the complete opposite of him. Give mm-hmm. him a younger brother who is very much his, you know, mini me. Throw in a couple of other characters and bam, you got the sitcom, which is Frasier. Yes. And that lasted for another 11 series. It, it lasted from 1993 to 2004. I know, which is the same year that Friends ended. Yeah, but it, it lasted for longer than Friends. I think Friends it only lasted, had 10 seasons. Yeah, this one had one season on it. Yeah, so this was like in the 90s when NBC's sitcoms just had like the most impact on pop culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've a, we've covered Friends in our reunion special on it. We did Will and Grace, which is another one. Yeah, that was part of the CTV. Was Frasier part of CTV though? I thought it was on Tuesdays. I think it was at some point. I think they moved it um, so that it could be like... Up there with Must See TV. Because I remember Frasier coming out. I remember, like, tuning out by the time Frasier came on. Because it wasn't like, I'm not interested in this. This is like an old people show. But then, like, the moment I turned 20-something, I'm, like, watching Frasier and being like, wow, this show's actually hilarious. Yeah, okay. So, initially, Frasier was on Must See TV, but eventually moved to Tuesdays. Oh, okay. That's so interesting. It never, yeah, so during the Friends peak, it was never on on the same day. Got it. Okay. That's why. So that's actually why, like, when the when Frasier was uh, in his final season, like, you know how Friends got, like, this big, like, grand goodbye? Mm-hmm. Frasier's was a lot more muted because by the time Frasier was coming off the air, it was also, like, just a heavy decline in, in viewership. And uh, a lot of the critics and, like, fans thought the show had kind of taken a dip for the worse by the time the final mm. season came around. Yeah, there is a pretty clear indicator that some Frasier fans feel like the show jumped the shark. Do you do you know? Do you have an opinion on what that indicator is? Yes. What do you think it is? So, fun fact, my mom is a huge Frasier fan. <gasps> okay. It's like her favorite show ever. She can constantly be putting it on repeat. Mm-hmm. And for her, the show majorly changes and isn't the same. When Niles and Daphne get together. Yep, I would agree. That is probably when the show kind of starts to dip. Because they start introducing Daphne's family and I just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, so there's also like people don't necessarily like change. Like if you promise like this whole gimmick in the show is this will they won't they. When they do, it's not as intriguing as if like that whole will they they, won't they dynamic. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I think that's ultimately what it was. It was just that once they were together... There was a lot, a lot of the comedy that came from having Niles just lovelorn around her. Yeah, went yeah. away and stuff. And now we're dealing with like a relationship and stuff. And but Frasier's the main character, right? So like, 
So it shouldn't have mattered, but yeah. Well, it's kind of like, like anytime there's a major change in like what the premise was like promised to you, like when Glee, when they like graduated high school and then we see them like in college, like the show completely declined because people don't want to see that. They just want to see the high school students. It's just too much of a difference. I don't know if the change is the, because the show was never promised there was going to be about like, you know, in love, this guy in love with, uh, the housekeeper technically she's a physical therapist right we forget she yes yes she Frazier refers to her as the housekeeper she's actually just uh martin his father's physical therapist and uh that's like the recurring joke that he treats her basically as like a servant in the house but uh the, it was never promised like the never the premise of the, the show was never around the fact that like niles is in love with her right the premise of the show is called Frazier. it's about Frazier and his love life and his and his job and his career and his relationship with his father i think the difference was that, like, the promise that was broken was that once Daphne and Niles got together, they started becoming, like, more a storyline, which mm, is, that's yeah. the promise that's broken. Not necessarily that, like, they were together, but, like, we're seeing more of them, and it's just, like, they weren't as interesting stories, in my opinion. Because, like, you know, yeah. they were kind of, like, a happy, almost a near-perfect couple. Okay, okay. Like, very cutesy together and stuff that, for me, I mean, I still, enjoy, I, I'll still watch the shit out of those seasons, don't get me wrong. Right, like I, I do think at its lowest, Frasier is still a very enjoyable show. Yes, no, absolutely, I would agree with that. And um, just to back up a little bit, the show is about psychiatrist Frasier Crane. He's a radio talk show host. He lives with his father Martin, who's a retired police officer. Technically, his father lives with him. Yes, thank you. Um, Martin has a live-in caregiver that you know the jokes are made up that he's she's pretty much a servant named Daphne. Mm -hmm. Um, From Manchester. a producer who's also a friend of his named Roz. Who gets like the most, she has the most, she is the most biting character in the series. But they also like, she's a very sexually liberated woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like the way she gets treated for that in this show is just truly yeah. crazy. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I would agree. And last but not least in terms of the main cast, is his younger brother, a fellow psychiatrist who's kind of like everything Frasier is but to eleven, which is Niles. Um, mm-hmm. And Niles and Frasier's relationship is like they're exact twins, but then they're also very competitive with each other. They like complement each other. Uh, Niles has a wife in the first couple of seasons that we never see, but we hear much about. Yeah, I love that trend of like the '90s television, which was that character that you always spoke of but never saw. Yeah, so you had. Maris, that's her name. You had Fat Ugly Naked Guy, uh, Stanley and Will and Grace. Uh, I'm yes. sure there's other examples out there. I guess you yeah. can count. All NBC, too. <laughs> yeah, you can count kind of Mr. Wilson. You never really see him, but you only see like the top of his his head from Home Improvement. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. These and, we're char- missing, and we're missing my favorite character. Who? Eddie Crane. Oh, the dog. The, the dog, dog, the yes. Jack the Russell dog. Terrier. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which actually was... Who think, was betrayed. Uh, uh, the actor was named Moose. Yeah, it was the That's same great. dog from a good chunk of the series. I think he died after the series ended. And I remember, because it was on the news, that the dog kept Eddie that played Eddie died. And it was a sad day. That's true, yeah. yeah. I can't believe... like uh, In retrospect, I can't believe that like 30 Rock never did a joke about Eddie. You know, because like Frazier, both the actor Kelsey Grammer is important to Thirty Rock, the show. He's made several cameos and stuff, and th- you know, Frazier's legacy is also an important element of like NBC. 
you know? Mm, yes. Anyway. It, yes, I would say so. Um, there's also just a plethora of like secondary recurring characters like Bulldog, who mm-hmm. is one of the other hosts at the radio show that he has. And he has like a sports show mm-hmm. and he's just like a womanizer. He's a womanizer. He's totally misogynistic, but he also loves to fuck with Frasier and Frasier. He just Frasier makes it too easy for Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Who now that I've gotten older, I think he's so sexy. I actually do find I understand the appeal. <laughs> quite honestly. That's great. That's great. And the actor is gay. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Like I love that. Um, there's B. Oh wait, there's oh wait, do you know all the gay actors that were on Frasier? No. I mean I know David Hyde Pierce is gay. David Hyde Pierce is gay. John I Mahoney think John Mahoney was is gay too. Rumored to be gay. He never officially came out by the time he died, but there are the rumors out there that he was in fact gay. So mm. allegedly, I don't want his estate to come and sue us. <laughs> well, they are listening to this, so be careful. They might. They might. <laughs> they hear Fraser. They're just like, we gotta listen. <laughs> um, there's BB, who's his agent, mm. who I love. You one love of my favorite her? characters. She's one yeah. of my favorite side characters. The actress is like crazy. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, described by Niles as Lady Macbeth without the sincerity. <laughs> Which is, you know, not the best description. Um, yeah, there's Lilith, his ex-wife, played by BB Newworth, mm-hmm. of and Broadway fame. She's there's great. just she's great. Yeah, Lilith is yeah a, a great. What's that word? Um, not the yin to the yang, but she's no, like, she's not. She's very much like Frasier. She's Frasier without the warmth. Frasier without the wow yeah there you go <laughs> that's it and that's like the joke right that she's like an ice queen she's like uh uh almost slightly demonic you know she's very morticia like right yes yeah. yes yes and but she's such a like every time that she is on the show she does steal like she, she i mean that's the thing well i mean truly like the cast that they have for this show is just top notch it's just crazy like how strong the performances are week after week again at its lowest, Frasier is still delivering. Like I will still watch a bad Frasier episode over many other things on reruns. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I would agree with that. Also, <laughs> the son that he had with Lilith, Frederick, is a character in the original mm-hmm. series, which will become a bigger character in the next series. Um, some notes on Frasier for all eleven seasons: the remain the the main cast remained unchanged, so nobody mm-hmm. left, nobody right. was replaced, nobody was like put down. Um, to secondary recurring, really is that, great. Are you talking about the dog? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. That no pun intended, dog. Um, at that time when the series ended, Frasier was played by Kelsey Grammer for like twenty straight years, and I think like he broke some records for that too. But he held think- a record. He held the record that was recently broken, I think, by Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I or thought it was Mariska Hargitay. <gasps> maybe Olivia Benson. You're right. Maybe? It might be Olivia Benson. I could have swore it was a character on Grey's Anatomy, but you're right. I think it might be Mariska Haggerty who broke the record. But didn't she just leave on the 19th season? No, Mariska. No, um, uh, the actress that plays Meredith. You might Grey. be right. Maybe it wasn't. So maybe it wasn't Meredith Grey, the actress. It was maybe someone else. Mm-hmm. I, it, you could be right. It could be Mariska, another NBC show. So, do you have any like favorite episodes or anything? Uh, it's you know. Rewatching this show, I was rewatching this show like the past like couple of weeks in the mornings, like as I get ready. It's such a comfort watch, but I think some of my favorite episodes are dinner party related. Mine too, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I would say top the top my favorite top episode is 
called The Dinner Party. And that's the one where it's just like, uh, they're called, uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, the episodes where, is it refrigerator episodes? Boxed episodes? The episodes where you don't, you you have one set and just the main cast, really, yes, right? Yes, Because, uh, you know, you're trying to save money. But it's one of their best episodes because Frazier and Niles are trying to plan a dinner party. And things go awry just from the planning alone, and it's like one of their best episodes. You see the t- the the craftsmanship of the writing, the performances. It's basically like watching a play, but it's so so like just mesmerizing. This uh, this show, yeah, and that's easily one of my favorite episodes. Another dinner party episode is one where Niles is trying to win like the golden apron or something, and then he. He has to, like, sneak into Maris's, like, beach house to, like, kind of host the event. And uh, there's a dead seal on the beach that's, like, going to ruin the event. So they have to, like, try to, like, set it off to sea. And, of course, someone sees it and thinks it's a murder. And cops come. It's a crazy episode. But I do love it. It's 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 all, it's wonderful. Uh, what's another? Like, there's so many good episodes. The episode where, oh, the episode with, uh, I think it's Patty Lapone. Have you seen this one? Oh my gosh, no. Which one? Well, she's on she's on Zora. So, okay, guys, this is easily one of their best episodes. I forget what it's called, like Greek to me or something. But basically, Frazier had given his cousin some bad career advice. He told him to follow his heart. As a result, uh, he went from almost becoming a doctor to now becoming a street juggler. <laughs> his aunt, played by Patty Lapone, will never forgive him. She plays like she has like the thickest Greek accent. She owns a restaurant. And he finds out that he was invited to the wedding. So he's trying to make amends. And he promises on Zora that, like, he will not ever give advice to his cousin again. All right? Mm, Which is great. Mm-hmm. Because so at the rehearsal dinner, uh, as he's, like, talking to the cousin, what does he do? He gives him more bad advice because the cousin is marrying into a rich family, which is great for Aunt Zora. But in reality, he's in love with another juggler. So <laughs> what does Frazier do? He tells him to follow his heart. And he does, and therefore breaking up this family once again. But this is truly Patty Lapone's performance is so spectacular as Aunt Zora. Like truly, like absolutely captivating. She steals the show. It's Patty like, Lapone, yeah. She's a natural for that show. That show has so many like great cameos. Cameos. Yeah. yeah. I mean like Marsha Mason. Um, ooh, what's her name from Designing Women? Jean. Jean Smart. Gene Smart has a great Gene one Smart, on that. Yeah, she had a good run. Yeah. I mean, Brian Stokes Mitchell, I remember, um, plays like I think his upstairs neighbor, mm. who's like very much like him and Cam Winston. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> Frazier, you know. uh, Kelsey Grammer has a great delivery. Cam Winston. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he's yeah, there that's perfect. I think one of my favorite episodes is the ski lodge. Oh like, yeah, the- that is a great episode. Yeah, the I, that was the first one. one. Yeah, that's the first one I started my my uh my like rewatch on because that one is just comes to mind in terms of because again, spectacular writing, right? And this is one where like everyone is into everyone else and no one and they all have their wires crossed, uh, and it's all like fueled by like desire and lust. And yeah. it's just just an absolutely funny episode. Like, you know, Frazier, uh, Niles, he's about to divorce Maris, so he's, like, gonna try to woo Daphne. Meanwhile, uh-huh. Daphne's friends wants to, like, fuck Niles. And, uh, you know, but Frasier wants to fuck her friend. And then, like, Guy, the screen instructor, wants to fuck Niles. But Daphne wants to fuck Guy. It's, like, crazy. It's such a good episode. Yeah, it's, it's top bedroom farce, you mm-hmm. know? 
Um, and it's very like, what I like about it too is that it takes very like old movie tropes and very like almost screwball. Now screwball is typically defined by like wild women and stuff, but it's usually also like, it's fast talking and it's, it's based on like strong personalities and usually like women who take the best out of men and just put them in crazy scenarios. And a lot of these episodes that happen are pretty wild and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There's like another one too, where I think they rent a cabin and both Niles and, um, Frazier have the intention of like hooking up with these girls. One of them is Megan Mullally, I believe. Do you remember this one? Ooh, that one I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember that one? No. But like they there's also like this intense misunderstanding and like they keep like missing their opportunities and I, I forget how it goes, but it, it's just it's also like another one. So like dinner party ones, the bedroom farce ones. There's also mm-hmm. one where like Frazier and Niles are taking a night class, but they like they band together and making fun of and like harassing the t- the teacher they become the bad students <laughs> yeah he, they become like the bad students yeah and and like when they were what's so great about it too is that these guys are like so much humor is because they're so pretentious right mm-hmm. they're so snobs but then at the end of the day they're children you know yeah. they have like these inferiority or superiority complexes i should say sorry and they also are just like you know, children who just want to feel better than everyone. And it's so stupid. Like, that's the thing. Like, what works about this show is how much humor it takes at its characters and, like, how much humor it finds within them. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, the characters, the humor is that they take themselves too seriously, but the mm-hmm. show doesn't take them seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, there's something very relatable about that, but also, like, putting the father in there as a direct contrast to those personalities and grounding them also balances things out. Well, that's because he's he's a great foil. Yes, he is. He's a right? great like, foil. He's the and he's able to bring because that's the thing. Like considering because Kelsey Grammer is like without a doubt like just such a great performer. Yeah, he's got an and amazing it, voice. Yeah, that's and presence really driven by the voice and the presence, right? So mm-hmm. for and this goes to everyone on the cast, though. For everyone to be able to just hold their own, like, against, like, that powerful figure yeah. just says a lot. But considering Martin, uh, John Ma- Ma- Mahoney, he has to do it so often because usually a lot of the most tender moments do come from their relationship, right? Their strained relationship. Like, that odd couple kind of relationship that they have in this series. Yeah. So, you know, he, he is a good foil and stuff. Eddie, you've been pretty quiet out there. Uh, what kind of... Just what episodes listening. do you remember being your favorite? Um, I can't. I was looking for. I was actually looking for the name of the episode, but it's the episode where I think that the Fraser's brother and his father they they go away, and it's it's one of these things that they go to this. I just remember the scene that they go to this kind of like bar restaurant, like barbecue place. And Frazier is like so uptight about them like being there and eating there for dinner. And he's being making such a stink. And father, his father like finally like um blow up so blows blow excuse me. <laughs> father just finally gets mad and blows up. And he's like, you know, like your mom was always sophisticated and classy, but she knew how to have a good time. And, and she knew how to appreciate the simple things in life. Mm. And she knew how to get her hands dirty, you know, like really appreciate you know, stuff. Uh, and it was just like him recognizing how very much he kind of stating how very much they're so different. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? 
and again, like, I'm sure that's one where, like, John Mahoney has to, like, just carry a lot of weight in performance. Because, like, so much of the conflict of the show just comes from the two of them butting heads. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But also, like, little misunderstandings, too. Like, an episode that comes to mind is when they go to a restaurant and they, like, sarcastically remark about this painting Niles and Fraser that they don't like but they tell the waiter oh this painting's beautiful and then the father yes. goes out and buys it for them yes I was just oh. watching a little scene on that <laughs> it's like a matador yeah like, <laughs> on a pole. yes and they're like and they hate it and now they're stuck <laughs> with it because the father couldn't pick up on that sarcasm and like that alone where he's like I'm trying to meet you halfway and do something that I thought you were really interested in and you fucking yeah. hate it you know like yeah those kind of like little differences in relationships like those things that they make episodes out of too I mm-hmm. think are are so smart yeah um because more, yeah yeah just because it's so true to human relationships mm-hmm. there's one more episode that comes to mind I don't know if you guys remember this one but it's called I think it's called Rooms with a View and this is one of the later episodes, right? Again, proving that, like, even in the later episodes, you still have some gems. Mm. But this is an episode where Niles had just had to be taken into the hospital because he had all those years of eating all that French food has finally caught up with him, right? So he had black <laughs> arteries. And so he had to go in for, like, a quadruple bypass surgery. Mm. So this episode all takes place in the hospital where everyone is just waiting for him. And in this hospital, it's called Rooms with a View because in this hospital, they've all been here at different points of their lives and kind of, depending on where they're walking, the, a memory will be taking place also simultaneously like in a different part of the hospital and stuff. And it's ah. a beautifully constructed episode uh, that ends with uh, uh, the future, right? And we see that Daphne will eventually have a baby in this hospital with Nat. I think it was a beautiful episode. You see, uh, every again, they... they you can do comedy, but they also really do heartfelt really well. Yeah, in the show. yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, I need to see that one because I haven't seen so much yeah. of the later episodes of Frasier. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna. You convince me. I'm watching it tonight when I go to sleep before. Check I go it out. To sleep. Yeah, I think it's. Like yeah, a- it's definitely a good end of the day. Yes, unwind thing to put to on. It's it, it's like it's up there with Golden Girls. Yes, you know, it's how yes. I end my evening. Just watch a little one episode and just yeah. What is bad. it about like watching older people, <laughs> like be like comfort watch or something? It's like it is. Know. It is a comfort watch. It's kind of like I. They say like uh, people who who one of the things when you're dealing with anxiety or depression is you go back to your old shows because yes. you kind of you you know how they're gonna end. Mm. So it yes. takes away. You could just enjoy. The, the ride, all. Yeah. the ride without any like sudden surprises or you know yeah. ex- extreme change. I actually am glad you brought that up about the end because that's one of the biggest contentions I have about this show. Ultimately, and it's something that you picked up on, Eddie, as we were like rewatching some of these episodes. The Frazier was trying to rebuild his life after it fell apart with Lilith in Boston. He's like, trying to build a life here in, in Seattle. And one of the things, the common themes of the show is that he's always looking for love, right? He wants to settle down and meet the woman that he's going to, like, marry. As we watch the series, and as you're rewatching it, it's just like, wow, Frazier was truly, like, the man who was his own worst enemy. Yeah, he's not very good in relationships. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately what I think why the final season suffered, because they were trying to really, they knew it was the final season, they were trying to really make this like relationship happen with this woman who I don't I just didn't see the chemistry. I didn't understand the appeal. There were so many other women in his catalog that like there was like actual chemistry and passion with, right? And then this one woman who shows up in his life 
was my least favorite one, and that's kind of the one that he ends up with, and that's why he ends up moving, I think, to like Cincinnati. Chicago series. Chicago. He moves to Chicago and uh, pursues a career, I think, in television also. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is where it leads off into the present. Yes, it's been about almost twenty years mm-hmm. since we've seen Frasier. Uh, Nineteen years, and they've That's revived not true. it. We saw him also on a Dr. Pepper commercial. Oh, in, did we? In the middle. Yeah, like a super. <laughs> it was a Super Bowl. I think it was a Super Bowl ad. It had uh, Dr. Frasier Crane doing a radio show promoting Dr. Pepper, and then he got a call from Lilith. That's great. Oh my gosh, I love how Lilith will always be back, no matter what. She will always haunt mm-hmm. Frasier. Um, Well, 19 years since we've seen him in a sitcom format. They ordered a revival of it for Paramount Plus, and that is why we are covering it. It came out in October, and we're getting, I think, episodes weekly. We are getting episodes weekly. And there should be at least 10 episodes with, I think, as far as the recording of this episode, six have been released. Yes. Um, So 19 years later, after the end of the Frasier show, Frasier, the revival picks up with the death of his father, Martin, because John Mahoney has passed away. And Mm -hmm. he has also ended his nearly 20-year relationship with Charlotte. So, Frazier is looking for a new start, a new life, and he moves back to Boston because that's where his son is, Frederick. Yes. And he also, like, is there. He's giving a lecture at Harvard. He decides to visit his son, and then he decides actually that he wants to stay because he's more interested in, in building a relationship with his son. And then he takes a job on at Harvard University, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty, you know, one of my favorite things about Frazier in the original was that he was a little schlocky. You know, he was a radio show psychiatrist. It's like, <laughs> it's like, how real of a psychiatrist are you? Yeah. Or like, how seriously can you take them? I'm not trying to come for any radio psychiatrist, but at the same time. No, you kind of are. I mean, like Dr. Laura, like who really takes her seriously? You know? Who? Yeah. Dr. Laura. It's like how much. I don't know who Dr. Laura is, too. You guys know Dr. Laura? I don't. I'm sorry. It's like Dear Abby or something. I don't know. But those are colonists. Dr. Laura, just for you guys. It's different, yes. I think she's on satellite radio now. But basically, Dr. Laura was a psychiatrist, but she's also like hardcore Christian. And so, like, you would call her with a problem, and she would, like, like just berate you about being a whore, basically. Mm. Oh, which actually, so they made a character that they brought in. She was played by uh, uh, that woman in Chicago, uh, Mary Sunshine. Oh, Christine Baranski. Yes. She, okay, so she played a similar character on Frasier, right? Where she was, like, this, like, sanctimonious woman who anytime someone calls for advice, she would give her, like, she would, like, just berate you with, like, the most absolutely foul things, right? So a woman called, uh, like, questioning her sexuality. She's just like, well, that just makes you an equal opportunity whore. <laughs> like, wow. Like, great lines as she was delivering. So anyway, that's what she's, Dr. Laura is based on. And she's, of. like, a perfect actress for Frasier, too. Tr- so. Truly. I but, gotta right, watch So that's that who one. Dr. Laura is. So And that is who I think you were referring to. Uh, yes. You don't know who she is, but people like that. Dr. Phil also comes to mind. Well, Dr. So that's the thing, too, that the show kind of plays on. Um, So it's like, for me, it was like, wow, he went from, like, a schlocky radio show host to, like, teaching at Harvard. But as the series goes on, we realize that the reason he's brought on to teach at Harvard is because he just came off from the last 20 years of having a very Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, like, celebrity-like status with his television show, which was very schlocky. It was truly, truly, I think, the missed opportunity of this spinoff 
was that we're focusing on him teaching at Harvard and not on those schlocky. Years. I know. Seriously. Is, yeah, that like, would have been let interesting. Let me tell you. I, totally. I, I actually, spoiler, I've been enjoying this, this revival, to be quite honest. It's not the best, but like, I've, it's still Kelsey Grammer. It's but, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But when I saw that episode, I'm just like, oh, you guys, like, this is, this should have been your show. Like, truly, like, having, if we had his son kind of try to bring him back down to reality, because his ego, like, that's my favorite parts of Frasier. Like, when his ego is so inflated, right, that, yeah. like, his big forehead is about to burst, you, he it's, it's peak Frasier. So, I feel like this could have been the perfect opportunity, but at least we got it for one episode. But, yeah, those, yes. those are my favorite moments of right now, uh, well, some of my favorite moments of the uh, of the revival. Yes, I agree. Like I, I I would agree that that's a missed opportunity because, like, man, that's that's the Frasier I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Anyway, the but that's cap. the thing too. Yeah, let's time to put on our thinking caps. Like, oh, that could have been such a great thing throughout the entire series. But so he had a he was a talk show host in Chicago, but now you know he's done with that. He's retired. He's moving out of Chicago, and he moves in. He comes to visit his son, and he has a very assuring relationship with his son. And his son is a Boston firefighter. Mm-hmm. Now, it, this, the character of the son here is meant to take the place of the father, essentially. Right. Being like the contrast to Fraser's personality. But instead of it being a father, now it's a son. Um, his son went to Harvard, but he dropped out. And he just does not connect with Fraser in terms of his interests and the way he wants to conduct his life. He's played by Jack Cutmore Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of the other main characters of the show. He's like in every episode. He has a roommate named Eve, um, who's his friend and who happens to be a single mother of a child. Now, when that whole thing was happening, mm-hmm. and like, and Freddie had a secret, what did you think it was at first? Okay. Well, what did <laughs> what we- I think or what I hoped? I was like, oh, is he gay? I was yeah. So I was this so is the definition hoping, of queer yeah. for a pilot episode of <laughs> yeah. Things, right? Which is talk about like, kind of a little insulting at the end of the uh, of it, right? Because it went from queer baiting us, thinking mm-hmm. that, oh, maybe Fr- Freddie's going to be gay. I'm just like, okay, this would be interesting. To, wait, Freddie has a son? To, wait, this is not his son. This is the son of his dead friend's, like, girlfriend. This It was weird. It was such yeah. a convoluted first episode that really soured me on the show. And I was just like, oh, this does not bode well for this for this series. Thank fucking God they fucking corrected that course, like, immediately after. Right? And, yeah, the next episode, like, an improvement, and it, I think it's gotten, like, progressively better in each episode, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, but that first episode was just like, what the, the, like, the fuck were they thinking? This was just not good. Yeah, no. Literally, like, setting us up for something, like, big and something juicy, and then it being like, why Not-sensical. is this even an issue? Yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was... Uh, it would have been so interesting, too. Imagine everything about that character was true. And he was gay. Yet another thing that Frasier wouldn't understand about him, you know, and it caused even but, more conflict. But like Frasier of all people would not like, like it wouldn't make sense though. That's why I was also confused. Just like, why would Freddie hide this from Frasier? Like there's no way that Frasier would. Be, yeah, that was. A, yeah. Like he wouldn't like care that his son is gay. I don't think he would care, but there would be that divide between them. Like you don't understand me kind of a thing. Sure, but like considering how one of the jokes of the original Frasier was always about the queerness of these characters, yeah. right? Which I guess we didn't touch on, but that's always kind of been a recurring theme of this entire series. There was a queerness to Frasier. I still, he probably would relate more to uh, Freddy if Freddy was actually like 
in the LGBTQ spectrum than if he was just this character, right? It, yeah. You know, that was it. Was just a weird first episode. I don't know what they were thinking, and it was kind of just it left a bad taste in my mouth initially. And it's it, you know, I, I'm glad to say that like it was rectified by the second, by at least the second, and th- at least definitely the third episode. But I was just like, what? What is this? Is this is just not a good first episode? Yeah. Well, so what also happens is at the end of that, when he decides to stay and take the job at um, Harvard, he decides to buy out the apartment that Freddie lives in and move right next door to him. He buys, he buys like, the pay building. for their rent. Yeah, he pays. He buys the whole building. Mm-hmm. And so that whole like relationship is that Eve gets to live alone and then Freddie lives with Frazier. Mm-hmm. So it's very much now the son moves in with the father. Right. Um, and As in, even though before, yeah, the father moved in with the son. Mm hmm. Everyone's always moving in with Frazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eve kind of is a Roz-like character. Oh, you think she's supposed to be the Roz-ish? I mean, she's definitely not Daphne. Mm, she's not. So I thought the Roz character was going to be was supposed to be the 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 department head from Finch, Olivia Finch. Yes, I thought she was going to be more so the Roz, but she's not as biting. Is the only problem. She's, not as she's biting with Alan, which is his friend from like Harvard. Or Oxford or something, right? Yes, yes. So he has two friends who are also main characters, which is Olivia. She's the head of the Harvard psychology department, and yeah, I like Alan. Her character. And Alan, who is Fraser's friend from back in the day when they were at Harvard, mm-hmm. and now he's also a professor, and he's just like totally jaded. Um, I also kind of you know. like him. Yeah. Like, he, if I continue doing the teaching thing, I see myself becoming like him, basically. Like, phoning yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't have any affection for his students. <laughs> is kind of phoning it in. Um, and is more interested in drinking than anything yeah. else. Um, so those... And then, okay, actually, there's one more character that I forgot who feels more recurring, but I think he's labeled as a main character. That's Niles' son. Yeah. Of, Niles, and Niles and Daphne's kid. Son, which is David. And he's very much like his father, uh, Niles. They need to do. They need to work on his character just a little bit more. Yeah, just I want to like bit. him more. I yeah, want to yeah. like him more, but like he's just like not completely there. He was good. I don't know if you saw the episode where like they thought he was an orphan. That was a cute episode. <laughs> where they thought he was what? The firefighters thought he was a. Uh, the firefighters thought he was an orphan. Oh. So like they were like treat the way they treated him. This is a it was a that was a cute it was like a good C plot for the episode. Mm, mm. I don't think I saw I saw the first four. Yeah, okay, so I think this was probably the fifth one. So is this did you see the episode where like well Frazier goes visits his son at the at his, at his job? Yes. The that, whole I, the idea is that Freddie wants to show look my job is important. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I value this is something that I really want to devote my life to. But every time something would come up, it would be so low key, so like mundane yeah. of the And exciting... then even Frasier yeah. would take the spotlight. Like, yes, I saw that one. That's Trivial Pursuits. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's the one yes. where the 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 firefighters in the department thought that David was like an orphan based from a misunderstanding. Yeah. Wow. It was cute. It was silly. It was part. little. Yeah, so David was hanging out because he was helping, but they were like, Oh, this is part of the orphan. That come and visit. <laughs> they come like, in. The fire- <laughs> they thought he was an orphan. I I like this character. I, I think you could really work on this. Um, I am not a big fan of making a character so silly. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just silly. Like they have to walk in and fall to get a laugh, oh, or you know, they always say something like, "You must be incredibly smart." You ended up in Harvard. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, oh, he was you, probably you, a you, legacy, though. Huh? He's probably a legacy. Yeah, like, come on. I have to say. Um, so, you know, you end up there, but I, yeah, so I just feel like, yeah, let's, let's explore what it is to be the son of Daphne and Niles mm-hmm. and having those traits kind of come out. Um, I, I'm not, yeah, don't make this silly because Niles was funny, mm-hmm. you know, that character Niles, it, you know, every time someone sat down, every time he sat down, he had to like brush, mm-hmm. you know, had to clean the seat. You know, so all this kind of like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I said, like, do stuff like that. Don't just make a silly character that you're just going to have in the background to make fun of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I would I would also agree with that. Um, I mean, well, what do we think about, though, Freddy, the other main character of this one of this series? OK, so Freddy has grown on me as the series has progressed, I think. The best episode is one you haven't seen, but it's uh, the sixth episode. It's called Blind Date. And this mm. is one where uh, the friend has set up both Frasier and Freddy on a blind date. The woman who comes to the apartment is on the same day. So the woman who comes to the apartment, though, Fred, uh, Frasier is led to believe that this is his blind date. Then Freddy comes to the apartment and he's come to, let to, uh, to the conclusion that, oh, this is my blind date. So now, without knowing it, they're both on this blind date with the same woman, and they're trying to figure out, like, who is she for, really. Mm. Now, this was one of the, I think, their strongest episodes because it did feel very much like peak Frasier. Like, this is, like, a Frasier, like, a very Frasier-esque misunderstanding. Yes. That, like, uh, what happened in the original in the original run. And there was lots of laughs, and there was, like, it was great to see, like, Frasier and Freddy competing for a woman because the way the woman the woman they cast is was in between the age of both these characters right so she would be just old enough to maybe be a cougar for Freddy but not be weird and young Mm. enough to be with Frasier without necessarily like raising eyebrows right she was like a 20 something she was like clearly a woman who was like in maybe her late 30s mid 40s at her latest Mm. Okay. Okay. And I was more impressed with just like, oh wow, the uh Freddie it gets down with the older ladies. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, good uh, for Freddie, yeah. Spoiler alert, here's how the episode ends. Do you wanna know? Because it was a hilarious ending. Sure, tell me. Okay, so <laughs> the woman who actually is supposed to be dating Frasier comes after Frasier had uh kind of made the decision that he's gonna end up with this woman. <laughs> and so now Frasier is trying to decide like who's he gonna pick, right? Who's gonna go off with and thus the women would find out that, like, whoa, 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 what's happening here? They both went off together. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, oh, I don't okay. think that's a couple. They go to a bar together, but oh, they seemed a little bit down for uh, a little less bean action. In my <laughs> but this is okay. one of the funny parts, too, when you get the old Frasier, who once again uh, messes, sh- uh, messes it up for himself. Yeah. Because it's like... It is. It's almost. It is better than my ego was stroked tonight. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. By the fact that both these women wanted him, and getting nothing, mm-hmm. than actually going on a date with a beautiful, intelligent woman, and possibly beginning a, uh, a mature relationship. Yeah. But of course, you gotta fuck it up. Yeah. It was good. It was, this, was good. Yeah. this probably was my favorite episode so far that I had seen because it felt. Very much like the original Frasier show. And we okay. were starting to see more of Frasier and Freddy dynamic. Yeah. They're back yeah. It's starting to come. It's starting to come front and center, right? And mm-hmm. that's kind of 
where I think the first couple of episodes, like the second episode where like Freddy's moving in and bringing all his stuff was silly because it's just like, who the fuck puts a fucking workout bench in the living room? Yeah. Yeah. All right? yeah. <laughs> and FYI, once again, uh-huh. in, in Frasier style, this apartment is massive. Oh, and gorgeous. Yes. Okay. This apartment is fast. It's part of that. It's, it's like, once again, you see, you kind of always see the rooms, those rooms in the, in the distance, that hall, <laughs> that hallway, we don't know where it leads to, but there's like a hallway in the back. There's these, these stairs, that lead up to the second floor. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, so the question, he, it makes me hate, it made me hate Freddy because it's like, Freddy, Fre- Freddy, you are, uh, you're 30 something. You're a millennial. Like, we're poor, bro. Like, you should be living for this <clears> because, like, you can't afford it. We yeah. can't afford it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you know, so what, like, and you're going to put a workout bench in the middle of the living room? Yeah. Like, have some fucking respect. Like I understand, like in this for this episode, this second episode, guys. Uh, like wanting to put like a little, like a little, like a little trinket that represents like the Boston Red Sox celebration, right? That wasn't all right. Fine, I think this is a fair compromise. You could put it up on a shelf. Uh, Frazier was being a little too uptight about that, but the workout bench was just like that's ridiculous. Get that yeah. out of here. I, I, yeah, but that, that's like that's the extreme of yeah. wanting like him to like, hey, this is me, this is my stuff. If you said we're gonna live together, you know. Yeah, that air hockey gag didn't really work for me either. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The that, passing the salt did. That was uh, extreme passive aggressiveness. <laughs> passive. Yeah. But what what I like about the Freddy character is that you know that he's smart enough to keep up with Frazier. Mm. Like even though they have their, he has his like you know fireman kind of like attitude. Uh, but there are other moments when they, I think there was a moment they were correcting each other's English. Mm-hmm. Their grammar, correcting each other's grammar, and yeah. I just thought that that was great. It was like touche. They were like it was like a fence. It was like verbal fencing back and forth. You know. Yeah, he beat so, him at trivia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's also yes. true, right? Yeah. Yeah. That I do like good, that. Was a good seat, also. Like, yeah, I, I kind of wanted more about that, but um, uh, because you know people who play trivia, I was like, oh, yeah. this is fun. I loved his team name, the Young and the Restless. So Fraser. Yes, that was the, all those team names are so cringy, but so good. Like they were yeah, just so like, good. Yeah. Um, although I did find I do find that Freddie was a bit like one note where it was like just always constantly annoyed with his father. Yeah. Um, for a couple of the episodes there, I was like, give him something different to do or have him be at least more open maybe mm-hmm. to his father. Because I felt Kelsey Graham is an excellent actor. Yeah, truly. And he's able to play all these different emotions very well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's for him, it's like old hat. So this actor, maybe it's just like, you know, he's going against the heavyweights here and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't really feel diversity in his emotions. I felt mm-hmm. like they were always the same beat. And kind of the same thing with the actor who played David. I think, though, that's more so they haven't fully fleshed out that character. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of there for like an easy laugh. Yeah. Um, I do think like, I kind of feel that way about most of the side characters with the the one that they're focusing a lot on and really fleshing out is, is Frasier, which is important because he's the main character. But like, I see a couple things about where Olivia Finch is going. Like she might have a thing for Freddie. She's also like really competitive and she's like trying to like make a name for herself in the psychology department and stuff. But like, she also like that first episode, I agree. I'm like, why are they at the house? Yeah, like everything yeah, just was, was a little weird, it was you know. A and the whole silly first episode. Yeah, very, it was a little too sitcommy. 
Um, and not really realistic. Not I don't need it to be realistic. I need it to work, and it didn't necessarily work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, this ultimately goes to one of your complaints you had earlier in this podcast, which was when we talked about One Day at a Time, right? Where you were just like, oh, the multicam show is kind of a dying art. You're right yeah, about that. It, it is. is a dying art. And I think part of that is because the actors aren't getting the training of being like in that setting. So there is a way to perform for a multicam sitcom and it is different from if you were performing from a single cam show this actor who plays freddy i actually do know him from a single cam show it was a drama it was a different it was like a dramedy kind of it was like slightly funny right he was like solving crimes using magic yes yes i mean that can't be the most serious (laughs) (laughs) he's working for the fbi he was a magician working for the fbi that's not even like lying like truly that's what the premise is called deception 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 Deception. yeah deception so right so he has like he can act in front of the camera but there is a difference between acting in front of the camera on a multi-cam sitcom and i think that's ultimately where a lot of the cast they don't have their chops in it and i think uh some of the writing is kind of just not necessarily for because when comparing this to the original frazier those scripts are so tight, right? Yeah. You're talking about the amount of jokes per minute is not necessarily the highest. It's not like uh, it's not like uh, you're not getting like laugh out loud like every like five seconds or anything, right? But you're getting like a good amount of jokes. They're, they're it's paced very well, and the storylines are usually the A B storylines trying to interconnect to kind of give you like a big payout by the third act. Yeah. Well, you don't get that here, right? And it's because. I think maybe some of the newer writers just don't understand the art of that multicam sitcom where Frasier like truly that was the peak of it, all. it. Yeah. but it was mm-hmm. yeah it was like it was it was it was great it was great it was uh, yeah. you know top notch Well also to piggyback off of that a lot of the actors in the original were theater actors so David Hyde Pierce is a yeah. theater actor John Mahoney theater actor and stuff A lot of these people who are in this show aren't necessarily one they don't come from theater and they don't really have that type of um, sitcom, uh, multi-camera sitcom training because television has changed. I think of the only one is the guy who plays Alan because he was on a BBC show called Only Fools and Horses for a very, very long time, a very popular British sitcom. And that shows because um, Alan is kind of one of the characters that I really do enjoy. Uh, yeah. He's he, funny. He more so nails his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can tell he understands what it means to be in a multi-cam sitcom from the delivery of your lines to also how you kind of just move for the camera like there is just a you just move it, it, being in a multi-cam sitcom is closer to being in theater than it is to being like filming a uh, like a single camera show absolutely absolutely and so that you're right so if if i didn't know that like david high pierce was a theater actor right but that makes sense and if a lot of those actors ha- like had experience working in a theater, because usually they were also filmed in front of a live audience, also. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't Do think, think this one is. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good question. I don't know. Do you think David Hyde Pierce will make an appearance? I really hope so. I That'd know that nice. BB Newworth is going to make an appearance this season, and so will Roz. Is, and so will Roz. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I really wish that David Hyde Pierce and even Daphne would make a cameo. Uh, yeah. I do I do love them, but I don't know why. I don't know why. Sometimes know people why are just done weren't... with it. Yeah, they're yeah. just done. Yeah. And, you know, who could blame them? 
Um, I know David Jean, Pierce. I, yeah, Jean Levy, she plays Daphne. She has another show that she's on. So I think she said, she's like, oh, I'm not leaving the show to be on a streaming on show. Yeah, seriously. Well, David Hyde Pierce is streaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is currently starring in a show on Broadway, too. So Okay, see, he da- yeah, David Hyde Pierce would be great. It, you know, easy to bring him in, obviously, like with their son in, in school. So it's not like yeah. a, a stretch. Uh, no, absolutely. I would love to see some other characters. BB. Not yes, uh, yeah, but BB. Yeah. If we could bring yeah, yeah. BB, his old uh, publicist manager, whatever she was. Yeah. So, as a big Frasier fan, you know, does this show disappoint? Does it? Does it not disappoint? Like, how do you feel? Uh, <laughs> so it's this weird thing that I was experiencing as I was watching the show because I would watch. Uh, I'm watching it week by week, right? So the first episode, awful. Thank God there was a second <laughs> episode for me to like watch. Otherwise, I probably would have given up then and there. Yeah. Uh. But then, after by the time I got to the second episode and I started rewatching some of the original Frasier, it's just like, oh, this pales in comparison. But I would still go back to the new ones and be like, oh, this is not bad. And it kept getting like not bad. I kept getting like laughing and stuff. And it, there's comfort in watching yes, Frasier, especially watching Kelsey Grammer like deliver his lines. Like, no matter what, even in the first episode, as terrible as it was, it is still Kelsey Grammer delivering lines and just like, oh, I will, I will eat this up. I'll still watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And I understand why people, like women specifically, have been complaining about and just like that, but still continue to watch it because <laughs> they love the characters yeah. and they will not let yeah. go of them. And that's how I feel about Frasier. It's like, well, is that the best? But I'm going to watch it. I'm glad that it's gotten better week by week where I'm kind of excited. It's like, okay, is this finally the week that like BB Newark is going? Think I'm not watching but I'm not watching the show just waiting for BB to show up, right? You're actually work. enjoying it. Yeah. I'm actually enjoying the watch. I'm just like, okay, especially that that six episode. I think that six episode was probably the best one so far that they've had, in my opinion. Yeah, they don't. They didn't like stray too far from the original like mm-hmm. premise of what made the original work too. You know, it's different, but it's not that different, right? You know, which was smart of them. And at the end of the day, this series has just made me realize that the character of Fraser Crane has got to be one of the greatest characters ever in an American television show. I mean, he's just so I, and Kelsey Grammer. Again, mm-hmm. like, he's just so good at what he does. Right. That really, and like, I would not blame him for wanting to step back into the role of this character because he just, if you do something well, why not continue to do it? Yeah. Eddie, what about you? Oh, I'm, um, no, I'm going to continue with this. I really enjoy it. Um, I, and also, I always like to give, like, I know it's like the first season, you know, everyone's still finding, you know, the beat. Um, mm. These characters are coming together, but I see a lot of like potential um, with the supporting cast, and I really do love um, the 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 relationship you're now seeing with Frasier and Freddie. Mm-hmm. You know, beginning yeah. to see that. So uh, I want to see where this is going. Yeah, Nicole. Before you answer, I had a quick question: Is your mother watching this? Yes, I watched the first episode with my mother, and she hated the first episode. Well, she, I told her, I'm like, we're going to be covering for this podcast. You know, I need to make sure I have Paramount Plus and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, I've already watched it. Do you want to watch it with me? Oh, she's already watched it. Okay. So watched. she rewatched it uh-huh. with me. Did she also and, say the same thing, which is just like, you got to get past the first episode. Yes. She pretty much <laughs> agrees with you. And, and <laughs> I know she's continued to watch because I'm sure she agrees with you in the sense where it's like, it's not as good as the original. 
but it's still very comforting and it's still Frasier and I'll take some Frasier over no Frasier. Yeah. So the reason I had asked if your mom was watching it is because I had seen this on Reddit where someone had posted my mother, the story, which is like my mother watches Frasier. She watches it like in the mornings and she'll watch it before <laughs> going to bed. But uh, so I had asked her, like, oh, are you going to watch the Frasier revival? And she had no idea. That there was a Frasier revival. She had no idea how to get this Frasier revival. And I yeah. was thinking, it's just like, huh. Like, that's a good point. Because I feel like the target demographic for this show is probably older. This show should absolutely be on TV. Like, but, Night Court is. Yeah, they did. They played the first two episodes on CBS in October. Did they? They Wait, did, on yeah. C- that's so yeah. interesting. Because it's they, an NBC show. But CBS is the producers. They aired it on CBS. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's what. Yeah. All right. Smart. Good. I'm glad they. They knew. That. They knew their demographic was good, not good, necessarily. Good. I didn't know that. Plus. Yeah. All right. Um, but that is a good point, and there's a lot of people who don't necessarily know about it. Although I have really seen the marketing of this, like in a lot of places. You have. So, yeah, I've seen it on the subway. Oh. Mm. Um, I've seen it uh, like yeah, I've seen it mainly in public transportation, which is actually really <laughs> smart. Yeah, truly, I feel like. People who take public transportation do enjoy sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone takes public transportation. It's not just for, you know, a certain class or whatever. Frazier Crane Um, would never. Neither would would Niles. Niles would not be able to sit down. He wouldn't want to sit. Yeah, exactly. Same thought. Um, I mean, I like Frazier. I'm not like a diehard fan. I haven't seen every episode. So I don't know if I feel like that special relationship to it. But it is... There is something oddly, like we keep saying, comforting about watching it. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, it's I think it's just all in Kelsey Grammer. I think he's really nailed something and he's got like a once in a lifetime kind of life, uh, once in a lifetime role where this is like a character that was born for him. And he's just so freaking good at it. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like another character in television as good as Frasier. Yeah, Carrie like, Bradshaw. Ever. Perhaps, I suppose. Um, Mary Tyler Moore? Maybe, yeah. Maybe Mary Tellamore as Mary Tellamore, is it, as Mary Richards. Uh, Valerie Harper? Is it Valerie oh, Rhoda. Harper? Rhoda. Rhoda. Yeah, Rhoda was a, a spinoff. And Mary Tellamore had another... I had like I think Mary Tellamore had like four spinoffs. I just watched that HBO special on her on the plane. It was actually oh, okay. good. Oh, um, one of my... Uh, I love Lucy. Maybe Lucy. Mm-hmm. Lucy. What about Lucy? Sorry. I think Lucy was another one who was just so good at what she did playing this character of Lucy Ricardo, but uh, she played just Lucy in other iterations. She was just so good at it. Like that anytime she revisited the role, whether it was like in the Lucy show or whatever, it was, it always worked because mm. it was her. It was what she did. Well, well, they tried that with, uh, we were going to cover on the podcast, but I forgot already what her name was. It's that, she was like a journalist or something. Not Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, not Mary Tyler Moore. It was uh, it had like one season during the Trump administration. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Um, Candace Bergen the... played her. Yes, Candace. Murphy Bergen. Brown. Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. Right. Where I think there's another one where I don't know if she has a strongest legacy, but she came back for the role and it flopped hard. It doesn't always work. Do you think Seinfeld would work if they brought it back? Oh. So they had a reunion special in uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. There was a whole season that revolved around like this made-up reunion, and I remember watching that and thinking, "I don't know if I need this." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. and that was like already like ten years ago at this point. So I don't think a Seinfeld 
one would work. And maybe it might be a little bit because of Michael Richards. Probably, Probably yeah. A little yeah. bit. Because I would, maybe if Michael Richards wasn't on it, because I don't need Kramer. Kramer, let's be very honest here, is not a good character. He's I, just, people love Kramer. I know, but I don't understand. It's just like Kramer was just like, just funny to like, he, he had like body, like com- like he was physical comedy, but like like any of the real comedy was coming from usually uh, Jason Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the real. Elaine was the, always my favorite. They were the yeah. heavy hitters of the show. It was George and Elaine. Like yeah. Jerry Shore, he was like sticky, but like he wasn't give, he wasn't delivering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. George and Elaine, they served cunt. All right, <laughs> but not Jerry, not no. Kramer. Yeah. So no, no, I would agree. I don't think it would work. I now, think that yeah. that cult fan base is just so strong that they should not even try. Yeah. To like ruin that. Yeah. I yeah. actually do suspect though that they're in the near future we might get a Seinfeld like because Netflix owns the rights to it now. Uh, no, no, thanks. We, we might get something. We might get something. I and... just feel like it would be sad. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be? Yeah. It would be sad. Well, the friend Julia Louis was kind of sad too. Julia so. Louis Dreyfus is nice. Sad. I actually do no, like no, no, Jason no, no, no. still. It, it it's to come back to these characters oh. already in their what early fifties. Yeah, and them still with the same shit. I know, right? Because you know, those I, characters, they were so judgy. They were yeah. so neurotic. They weren't good people, which is why the show ended the way that it did. Right. Which is why I think a revival of Frasier works because, like, it made light of him and it took comedy in him, but it also, like, in a very loving way. Like, at the end of the day, we were kind of like, oh, Frasier, instead of, like, yeah. oh, God, yeah. Frasier. Yeah, but Frasier ended up, like, because Frasier comes back, like, super successful, which is kind of what we... But he was always successful. I he mean, now always, he's yeah. rich. He was always... Like, now he he's rich. Him. He was always wealthy. Now he's rich. Now he's rich. Because he has TV money. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, seriously. But it, yeah. it's like uh, unlucky in love, you know? This is the guy that can help you with your problems, but he the one, so, so. the one yeah. thing he can solve is is his heart, right? His you know, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas the characters in Seinfeld, they're just different, you know. And that's why for me, Seinfeld isn't rewatchable, um, because cool. sometimes it's a little too much. It's a little too extra neurotic and yeah, you know, downright unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, I will disagree. On, I will also rewatch Seinfeld. Like, yeah, like, Seinfeld's just not for me. Um, yeah. I do so. enjoy a good Seinfeld rewatch. I hear you, Nicole. Oh, yeah, no, Eddie gets, like, if I have it on in the background and Eddie's nearby, forget it. I'll not hear you. He'll be like, turn that off. I don't need to hear this. I get anxious. I get anxious. Yeah, no, yeah, same. I, it, like, literally, I get anxiety, which is maybe the point, you know? Give me Golden Girls, give me Frasier, yes. give me Roseanne or something, but. I can't help but notice no friends on that list. Friends is too homophobic for me and sexist, and I'm not a fan. Mm. Whoa, kind of Frasier is a little bit too, though. A little bit, but not the as The way they hardcore. treated Gil's character? Which we didn't talk about. I don't you, think I remember Gil. Gil was the guy who he had a uh, his show was about cooking and like food reviews, uh, but he was basically like a closeted homosexual, and everyone was just like constant. Like he, the source of comedy for him was the fact that like he says he was straight, but like clearly he was not. Gil. I gotta I gotta watch those ones again. I he's good. Remember. I mean, yeah, he uh, anytime he anytime Gil is on the show, he was. A delight, quite odd. I think one of the episodes ended. You know how like the ending of each episode kind of ends with just the music playing, yes, and like a little like tag. One of mm-hmm. the episodes. Oh, this was a great episode. Okay, sorry guys, this episode's going longer than I wanted it to, but uh, bear with me. There's an episode where Patrick Stewart was in it. He is like a gay 
conductor or something, like a gay symphony conductor or something. And he's famous, he's rich, and he's living this lavish life. And he has the hots for Frasier. And Frasier is letting him take him out and, like, shower him with gifts because he loves the lifestyle and he loves hanging out with this, like, rich, fancy, older gentleman. Despite the fact that he is not gay. He's leading him on, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he would even go as far as going with him to, like, a gay bar. Uh, so the ending of that episode, though, is after Frazier kind of, like, lets, uh, you know, turns down Patrick Stewart's character... The ending is that gay bar. We're outside of it, and we see Gil kind of like looking through a newspaper for the coast to be cleared and entering the gay bar. Ah, again, like, okay. Just confirming that he has been gay this whole time. It was on again, but I'm saying it's just like, but I don't know. Like Frazier had this queerness to it in the show, which is ironic—not ironic, but it's interesting considering like how much of that cast itself was queer or rumored to be queer. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. But like, I think it's more so like, I don't, I don't know. The friends, uh, weird queer jokes didn't work for me pretty much. They make me cringe and they always have. Um, but that's enough on that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? Have you watched it? Are you a Frasier fan? What are your thoughts? Ways that you can let us know. Email us, remakesrebootsrevivals at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at remakesrebootsrevivals. Hit us up on Twitter at remakespodcast. Search for us for remakesrebootsrevivals on Facebook and on YouTube. You can listen to episodes there as well. And if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, please go on over and give us a rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review because things like that. So, man, I really got that nailed. You do. Yeah, thank you. Because I always shudder through it whenever I try to deliver it. (laughs) Well, next week is Thanksgiving. We most likely will take that week off since people don't really listen for that holiday, which we totally get it. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. And uh, until next time, stay stay unoriginal. unoriginal.